Hey, how's it going? It's Ollie here. Very warm welcome to the e-commerce freedom podcast. So just before we dive in, I've got two special new resources for you. First resource is a PDF with 15 smash hit products on it, ready to go. Examples of products you can sell on Amazon. So you can use this for inspiration or you can just see, you know, what types of products do really, really, really well. I've even included uh, revenue examples. So you can see the amount of money that each product is likely to generate on the Amazon marketplace. If you want to grab this free PDF, just go to ecommercefreedom.com and you'll see a link at the top of the page where you can grab the PDF. The second resource I want to give you is a free Amazon Accelerator call. The whole point of this call is for us to have a quick chat right? and uh, we'll gather up a little bit of information about your situation and together we'll develop a plan for you to build an Amazon business that either works as a side hustle for you or could replace your job and we'll take into account your situation, your experience, your background and give you a clear set of action steps to um, uh, go ahead and build the business. If you want to book one of those, go to ecommercefreedom.com, uh, go to the top of the page and click Amazon Accelerator Call. You can fill out a quick form and you can book the call. All right. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode. This one's going to be good and uh, uh, enjoy it. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Ollie here. So very warm welcome to another episode of the e-commerce freedom podcast. So today I have a very exciting guest by the name of Tyler Donahue, and uh, he's done some really exciting things in the world of e-commerce and also uh, with his agency. So I wanted to have Tyler on today really just to explore his story, his background, uh, give you yet another example of what happens when you have somebody who really commits themselves to building a business, um, really wants to, uh, you know, work for themselves and, and get started on Amazon and actually makes it happen, right? You know, it's not just me who, who does this or uh, some of the, the clients you've seen. Um, you know, tons of people are making this happen right now. And I think every story you hear will make you more and more inspired. So Tyler, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, how are things with you, man? Very kind intro, Oliver. Thank you so much. Things are very good over here. Very good. Awesome. You're very welcome, man. So, uh, yeah, we, we just had a brief chat about uh, your, your background, but uh, I'd love to start off really by talking about what happened before e-commerce for you and why did you decide to build an e-commerce business rather than going into like a different industry? Yeah, um, you know, I suppose my answer is probably like a lot of people's. I wanted to be able to have freedom of location. Um, and I suppose that it didn't have to be e-commerce. Um, but before e-commerce, I was a real estate agent and was very, uh, I was in the real estate industry. It was very focused and I had to be in one location, right? Meeting with clients, meeting with sellers. Um, I didn't have a big enough business to the point where I could leave and, you know, explore my interests, travel, be a little more creative. Um, and like many of you probably, seeing tons of ads on people. Hey, start this Shopify site. Hey, be free with Amazon FBA. All that jazz uh, sounded pretty great to me. And so I made the dive um, and it happened to work out okay. <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely okay. More than okay, right? So um, you, mentioned, <laughs> uh, you mentioned to me your, your product that you started with, um, which is really built into the, into the brand that you're launching. So Talk to me about how you found the product, why you chose that product, um, and, and the, the story behind that. Yeah. 
Um, so when we, when I first started thinking about selling things online, I, I wanted to provide a product that brought joy and comfort to you know, the people on the other end, people buying this product. Um, and so our, when, when I originally started thinking about launching the store, I wanted to launch a store focused on anti-anxiety, anti-stress, um, things of that nature. So I started looking at products uh, in that space, maybe reinventing the stress ball, um, but ultimately came to the decision that we were going to launch a weighted blanket brand. Uh, there's a lot of competition in the space uh, when doing the keyword research um, uh, for Amazon. So we started looking at descriptors, people that were looking for weighted blankets with um, uh, you know, like, a spe- like a specific niche. So cooling weighted blankets, um, 25 pound weighted blankets, seven pound weighted blankets, and all these keywords that um, narrowed down what people were looking for on Amazon so that we could compete and um, instead of trying to compete with the broad keywords like just weighted blanket. And so we stumbled across one that we thought was interesting. Uh, there were a lot of people searching for lavender weighted blanket, uh, but there weren't any scented blankets um, when you typed in that keyword. Lavender weighted blanket, just the color. Uh, so we we launched we launched a lavender weighted blanket with literally dried lavender buds inside the blanket, 150 grams. Um, and within a couple weeks of us launching, we were um, Amazon's choice for the keywords lavender weighted blanket uh, because we were the only one that uh, fit that description um, specifically. And so I guess Amazon um, recognized that and we were able to uh, start selling pretty quickly, um, ranking pretty high on all of the keywords related to lavender weighted blankets. That's awesome, man. So weighted blanket. So what is the purpose of a weighted blanket? I understand. Is it just to provide comfort? So if you're lying down, it just feels heavy, feels like it's kind of <clears throat> hugging you. Is that, is that, that's my impression. Is that what it's? Yeah. Yeah. Thing? Yes. Yes. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, they, before they became popular, they were used a lot in hospitals um, to comfort people after surgery um, for a variety of reasons. And they, were actually popularized by Gravity Weighted Blankets, um, which is a really big brand now. Um, and they they realized that there's some science behind um, having weight on your chest as you're laying down. That that they call it deep pressure touch, um, kind of like kind of like a hug. It's often described, and it's proven to um, release endorphins with like this weight on you. Um, so it helps you sleep, helps you relax, and yeah, they're really nice. Should check one out. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds great, man. Yeah, I'm always looking for ways to reduce stress. I think, uh, as you know, running a business is can sometimes just be crazy, right? So, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's certainly something I'd be interested in. All right, man. So I, I really like uh, what you were talking about with um, the keywords because you know on Amazon, what we're always looking for is an opportunity where there's a ton of demand. Um, but obviously we have a way of competing. So you obviously found this kind of niche inside of a niche um, mm-hmm. where it wasn't just a weighted blanket and you know, the, the main keyword, but it was a lavender weighted blanket. And so you were the only ones who actually had lavender in it 
rather than just being the color lavender. Um, mm -hmm. So um, how has that played out? Has anybody else come along with a, a, a competing lavender weighted blanket? Not yet. Not that's, yet. That's nice. Awesome, <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I mean, the aim is obviously to establish yourself as the brand, right? Who, who has lavender. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That. Before. Exactly. So yeah. when the competitors come in, we're It'll be established. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Cool. All right, man. So let's, let's talk about how you launched this product then. So when, when you first got some stock and you look for a supplier and everything, uh, did you have like a rough budget in the beginning that you, you started off with? Uh, yeah, we, we had a credit card, um, for $7,500. Um, and our first inventory buy was about 5,000. And was that all sourced from Alibaba, China? Yep. Uh, we just contacted a weighted blanket manufacturer who was already making them and asked if they could put lavender inside of it. Love it. So how many units did you ship over in your first order? A hundred. Okay. So you started relatively small. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and so it was, it was total 5k for that, for that shipment. Was that right? A little less, actually. I'm thinking about it now. It's thirty. It, we pay with shipping thirty-two dollars per unit. So, um, yeah. So just over three thousand, actually. Now that I think about it. Oh right. And so, what was the sale price? Is thirty-two dollars cost of landed goods? Is that including shipping and stuff, or is that just the just the product? That was landed. Oh wow. Okay. And mm -hmm. so, what what was the sale price? We sell the blanket. Well, when we started, we sell the blanket for eighty-nine dollars on amazon nice so uh, slightly more expensive than your average private label where people are charging like 20 dollars and stuff um that's that's nice so you get a, quite a decent profit mm -hmm. per sale right that's awesome. yeah not bad yeah mm -hmm. it is so cool. a little bit harder because the product is more expensive um mm. right so it's a restocking cost buying lots of inventory exactly that's great and do, do you ship by sea now do you just get huge shipments sent over yeah, I see. Um, speaking of shipments, uh, just a tip that I think everyone should know when deciding shipping anything from China, get a freight forwarder that you can call and speak to directly. Don't use the freight forwarder that uh, your manufacturer uses. I suggest Flexport, um, but it's, it is an extremely helpful to have 100% visibility on where your units are from the point they leave the port in China to arrival port in the States or UK or wherever you are, and ultimately to your, to your warehouse. Um, it means a ton in the beginning so that you can accurately decide when you're selling, when you're launching your ads um, and all that jazz. Um, you want to be able to talk to your freight forwarder. <laughs> That's such a value. Save you a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's so many touch points aren't there in between getting the product from china and the factory you know through chinese customs on the plane or the boat all the yeah. way through your country through the custom i mean there's so many points when something can go wrong uh, and having mm -hmm. that transparency yeah it's just so uh transparency transparency i guess is the the real word right yep. yeah <laughs> right. exactly yeah. it's so important yeah that's that's a really that's a really awesome tip cool man so you, you got these uh this three grand worth of stock in how, how quick uh, did it start selling? Did you, uh, was there a delay? Did you turn on the PPC and have to wait for a month or, you know, what, what happened? Um, so we, we reached out to our friends and family in the beginning 
Um, and we gave them, like, we, we gave them the blanket for the cost that we were paying. So for $32 in exchange right. for a review. Um, and on Amazon, uh, in order to do that, they have to buy it with their account. So we just, uh, we just had them buy it and then we Venmo them the difference or PayPal or whatever payment system you use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that we would, so that we could get a large influx of reviews right as we launched. Um, so we made every, all of our friends and family aware that we ran this program with um, weeks before we launched the product so that um, day one, we were able to get lots of reviews coming in. Nice. And so then did you turn on the, the advertising and stuff after that? Uh, yeah, not a ton though. We still don't advertise a lot. Um, we, we found that, um, the key, yeah, I mean, to be honest, we're, we're still, we're still not great with our Amazon keyword bids and advertising. Um, we're relying a lot on the organic search results. Well, that's that better. We're landing on. Sure, I mean, yeah. it's, free, it's free traffic, right? And the funny thing is, it's just so true. Like, you don't have to be like a ninja with all this no. stuff if you have a product that people love. If you have a great product, I mean, that's what we're doing here. We're not, we're not, we're not trying to become SEO ninjas. We're, we're trying yeah. to sell products that, that add value. And you obviously did that. And then that's what carries your company. So um, shortly after you, you were selling this product on Amazon, uh, and then you decided to expand, right? And, and um, switch over to other platforms as well. So I'm curious, what revenue number did you get to when you decided, okay, now it's time to start to expand? Yeah, we were about $6,000 a month, six seven $7,000 a month on Amazon, um, little ad spend before right. we switched over, um, or not switched, but added Shopify as a channel for us. That's awesome. So six grand a month and then you were like, right, we can expand this. Um, and so what was the, what was the reason you thought, well, I want to go to Shopify as well? Yeah. I mean, I, a large, a large reason was us wanting to be able to speak directly with our customers and kind of own the, the emails and the data so that we could build um, a brand around the blankets rather than just, um, yeah, rather than just be on Amazon. Because, you know, I mean, it, for Amazon sellers that are currently selling, you know that you don't have access to your seller data or to your, uh, to your customer's data. So when we launched on Shopify, the goal was to understand a bit more who our customer was so that we could build a brand and launch new products, um, speak to our customers as we're launching new products, um, rather than just go solely on um, what people are searching for on Amazon. Yeah, that's, that makes so much sense. You can start to build up an email list. You can keep in touch with them. You can offer them complimentary products. Yeah, yeah man, ask them what they want. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's really one of the most important parts of a business. And when you're only selling on Amazon, um, they very much don't want you to do that. Um, so it was very clever that you did that so early. Um, I've often done so much on Amazon. Uh, and haven't really expanded too much to other platforms. So it was really, really good that you did that early. So um, obviously, um, if you're selling on Shopify, Shopify don't have their own fulfillment service. So how are you, how are you fulfilling orders when you manage to add? Amazon. <laughs> Love it. Uh, 
Yeah, Amazon has, for the listeners, something called Amazon multi-channel fulfillment. So if you're selling on Amazon already and want to quickly sell on Shopify, then just Google Amazon multi-channel fulfillment and you can fulfill all of your Shopify orders um, via Amazon and get really quick shipping, you know, three to four day shipping. Mm -hmm. This is so nice because you can just ship, when you ship stuff from China, you can send it all to the same place, right? You can send all your stuff into FBA. Yeah, it's shipped to all these channels. So it's, it's almost like you're just clicking a few buttons really to get the Shopify oh, set yeah. up uh, rather than having to have a whole new warehouse and everything else. Uh, but yeah. then you, soon after you switched, right? We did make a switch and um, we were actually forced to switch because um, a lot of the sellers right now know that Amazon stopped taking um, warehouse receiving orders, right? Um, shipping orders for non-essential goods for, I don't know, maybe 45 days. So we weren't actually able to send the new units to Amazon. Um, so when we, we made a quick pivot and sent them to another 3PL called ShipBob. And 3PL stands for third-party logistics. So ShipBob, they're, they're exciting. So I, I discovered them recently. I saw that one of the, I'm always, always on the eye out for uh, trending keywords and ShipBob was a trending keyword. So it's basically just like FBA, but not on Amazon, right? They do everything, but it's just not under Amazon's brand. Exactly. It's exactly. It's like FBA, but they don't have a marketplace. So they just do shipping and logistics. So cool. You know, it's nice to know that there's another option if FBA for some reason um, doesn't work out because, you know, um, obviously selling on Amazon, it, it does have its, uh, its downsides. I mean, if Amazon decides to suspend you, then your whole business is uh, uh, gone, right? So it's nice that yeah. um, there's another way. You know, you can just continue operating even if you don't have the account. So yeah, ShipBob uh, and, and companies like that are, are really encouraging. So you sold this uh, product and then, and then what uh, revenue is this doing now, this blanket? It hovers between um, about twenty and thirty thousand, twenty and thirty thousand dollars a month in sales. That's amazing. So we're talking like a decent six-figure business uh, with with one product, which is really exciting. Um, and to be honest, that shows you as well the size of the U.S. market because a lot of my stuff is done in the U.K. and mm -hmm. I, I would never expect to have that kind of volume. I have half of that volume on some of my best products in the U.K. and Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it really does show the, the size of the market in the U S sounds like you um, should start, uh, listing some of your products in the U S yeah, yeah, you're absolutely it's cheaper. Right. It's cheaper to ship from China to the U S with, because of the taxes. <laughs> Is it really? See, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely, I've been looking into it for a while. It's been on my to-do list, but I just haven't pulled the trigger. I'm probably throwing money down the drain. Um, but, uh, so shortly after you, you grew this company, um, Obviously, with Shopify, uh, you mm -hmm. have to handle your customer service. So tell me what happened with that. Yeah, we, um, we didn't like handling our customer service. Um, well, one, because it was just me. So I was just sitting here responding to emails um, you know, that were coming in. Uh, customers are a lot to deal with. And it can, once you start selling uh, a little bit of volume, it can take up a lot of your day just sitting there and responding to customers and um, customers are trained to get responses really, really fast now. 
um, with all these big brands that have a lot of money to invest on customer service, Amazon, they're expecting responses really fast. Um, and they get really angry if you don't respond fast um, and give them what they want. They'll, and now, nowadays they can go on your socials and start making comments on your posts, telling people not to buy from you because they don't respond to your messages. Um, so it's a really big growing pain that um, we were experiencing and we noticed a lot of other people were experiencing. So we launched a managed service agency um, that helped people outsource their customer service. Um, and we only charge uh, per ticket solved. So it's very scalable um, for people that are looking for different customer service options. That's such an amazing idea because I've, I've had uh, parts of my e-commerce businesses where I had to handle uh, the customer service. I had a big eBay business at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't too big. I think I did about 50K on eBay or something, but mm-hmm. it seemed big to me you know, in, in the beginning and you have to do all the customer service and the amount of crazies you get, just people who are just plain crazy, like dealing with that uh, on a day-to-day <laughs> yeah. basis, you know, it can be we emotionally were... exhausting. You need like a weighted blanket <laughs> just to deal with. <laughs> you know? yeah, we were joking about starting a Instagram, like a meme Instagram, where we just show um, like the, the stuff that people say in customer service um, and <laughs> all the characters, like, <laughs> right? And like, and how they can go from extremely heated. Like they're reporting you to the bank. You're the worst person ever. You're stealing from people. You should be ashamed of yourself to like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I know I got angry. I was just really, really wanted the product. You're amazing. And they write you an amazing review. So it's like, it's crazy. It's, it's funny. Man. I know it's like, a, it's wild. So we were, we were thinking about starting a meme page where we had like, <laughs> like people, their first email, their last email, like the uh, different Transformation. in terms of their tone. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant man i'd love to see that cool so you started this you started this agency basically born out of a need that you had in your own company and now so you help other companies um with their customer service so how is it structured like how let's say i mean to be honest i do have a ton of tickets coming through for my Mm -hmm. coaching business i have about i don't know 30 maybe 40 a day let's say i wanted to use your guys how would you handle it yeah um so we charge um it's the start two dollars per ticket um when you say ticket it's like a uh full exchange so if someone reaches out to you um about a program um we respond and they respond back and then we respond back again we charge two dollars for like a full ticket exchange to close out that inquiry um so that's a great pricing model because mm-hmm. i mean sometimes you might be tempted to hire somebody like on payroll to do customer service the thing with customer service is it varies, man. Like some weeks you'll have an explosion of tickets and other weeks there'll be nothing. Exactly. So if you have someone on payroll, it's like, well, they're, sometimes they're just going to be doing nothing for like an entire mm-hmm. week. So the, the pay per ticket model is, is really, really, uh, that's a really good idea. So um, uh, you mentioned that you've worked with quite a few big YouTube channels. So tell me what happened with that. Yeah, when we, when we first started this, um, we our first client was a, a YouTube group called Yes Theory. Uh, and they have a lifestyle brand called Seek Discomfort um, that we, uh, had, we, had, we handled their customer service. Um, and that's kind of what kickstarted our business was 
uh, finding one YouTube group with an audience and um, kind of making that our niche. So most of our clients um, are merchandise brands from influencers. That's so cool. And so funny because I've seen Yes Theory's videos. They're the ones who just like throw a pin on a map and then just go to the country, right? And they do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Their, their slogan is their merchandise or lifestyle brand, Seek Discomfort. So their channel is all about um, pushing people outside of their comfort zone. And you know, them like, you know, illustrating that on their channel, getting outside their own comfort zones. They're so an cool. incredible group. They're, if you haven't seen them, check them out. They're amazing. Yeah. If you're listening, go, go to YouTube, type yes there. <laughs> go check them out. It's definitely entertaining. Um, so awesome. So you've been doing a lot of stuff for their merch uh, sales and their, their clothing sales. Um, so what are the plans? Do you have any plans for the agency? You plan to do, uh, to grow it in some way or work with different clients? Yeah, we'd really, um, this year we're really focusing on growing the agency. Um, we kind of figured out all the systems over the past year since we launched it and we're really excited to kind of step on the gas and see, um, you know, how big we can grow it. I'm mostly focusing again on, um, influencers that have merch brands. Um, mm-hmm. love it awesome all right Tyler well look it's been so cool hearing your story it's been really really uh, inspirational love hearing about your agency work as well which is uh, a really exciting model and quite a fresh take on customer service agency so if somebody's thinking you know I want to I want to get in touch with Tyler maybe I want to use his services or ask him a question or something uh, where, where can we find you yeah um, great place is Instagram I'm just Tyler's journals. So at Tyler's journals. And then uh, my email is just Tyler at Tyler J Love to connect with, with you guys. Awesome. So what I'll do guys is I'll put some links in the show notes as well. So if you just go to ecommercefreedom.com, find Tyler's episode. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll see uh, the links on there and you can check out his stuff as well. Tyler, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, nice to meet you. Talk to you soon. Take care, mate.